the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ show his love for his bride, the church? Well, what did he do? He left his world. Listen, husbands. He left his world. He came down into this world. And he died there. Husbands, we have to leave our world and step into our wives' world and die there. In today's message, Pastor Dan will share an important message for Christian husbands. The Bible exhorts men to serve their wives the way that Jesus served the church. So how did Jesus serve the church? He left his home and sacrificed himself. Jesus left what was comfortable and he gave himself up for the church. And as husbands, you can do the same for your wives. You can leave behind what might be known or comfortable and sacrifice your energy, time, strength, and more for your bride. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 26 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. note takers notice that the Lord said I will give you all these lands plural and God says lands plural here because the promised land at this point was occupied by by at least 10 Canaanite nations so the land was divided up among these nations God said, I'm gonna give you all these lands all this is going to belong to you the oath I made to your father Abraham I will perform For you. In other words, Isaac, this famine, it's not going to stop the Lord from fulfilling his plan. The plan's still in place. The promises are still intact. God's still going to do what he promised to do. The famine's not going to stop what God wants to do. Just as no pandemic will stop the Lord from doing what the Lord wants to do. His plan is still in place. The promises are still intact. God is still doing what he's going to do. The pandemic hasn't changed that. Now look at verse 5. Now verse 5 is so great. So he, he repeats the Abrahamic covenant, the promises he made to Abraham. And then in verse 5, he declares the basis for his promise to Isaac. Because, here's why, I'm going to do all these things for you, Isaac. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. I love this. Because Abraham obeyed the Lord, Isaac 
you will be blessed. Do you get that? Because Abraham obeyed Isaac, you will be blessed. In the same way, because Jesus Christ obeyed the Father, you and I are blessed. Because of his obedience, we are blessed. Just like we read today in the Psalms. Don't forget his benefits, his many benefits. Because Jesus obediently offered himself on the cross as a sacrifice. We're blessed. Ephesians 2 says that Jesus was obedient unto death, even the death of of the cross. And as a result of his obedience to the father, we are blessed. How so? Well, just like we read in the Psalms today, our sins are forgiven. Ephesians 1 says we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Through the obedience of Jesus Christ, we're reconciled to the Father. We've been adopted into the family of God, and now we're the children of God, and God is our Father. We have the the gift of eternal life because of the obedience of Jesus Christ. We have an inheritance waiting for us in heaven with God, an inheritance that Peter says can never perish, spoil, or fade, that is reserved for us in heaven waiting for our arrival. Because of the obedience of Jesus Christ to the Father, we receive all of these benefits and many, many more. And and one day, the Bible tells us, we will be in heaven around the throne of Jesus Christ, worshiping him. And you know what we're going to say? We're going to say, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. You're, You're worthy. Because of your obedience, we're here in heaven. You're worthy to receive all honor and glory and power. Isaac benefited from Abraham's obedience. So, verse 6, Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Verse 6 is a short but very profound verse. Isaac made the choice to continue to dwell in the promised land during a time of famine instead of bailing out and going to Egypt. And staying in the land for Isaac was an act of faith. Because there's a famine in the land. There's a famine. There's no food. And God says, I want you to stay here where there's a famine. And he chooses to stay. Showing that he trusted the Lord. And that he trusts the promises of God. You know, we're called to walk by faith. And not by sight. Isaac is walking by faith. And not by sight. If he were to walk by sight, he'd go to Egypt. Because he can see Egypt, there's food there. And he can see there's nothing here. In the promised land. But he's walking by faith, not by sight. So he dwells there in Gerar and verse seven says, and the men of the place asked about his wife (laughs) and she said, she's my sister. And he said, she's my sister. For he was afraid to say she's my wife because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebecca because she is beautiful to behold. Isaac lied about his wife, Rebecca, just like Abraham lied about his wife, Sarah, parents, let this be a reminder to us. 
that we are an example to our children and a role model to our children. And our children will learn so much of their behavior from watching us. And they will copy us. And they will handle situations the way that we handle situations. Isaac reacted to this situation exactly like his dad. Just like your dad, Isaac. And he lies at the expense of his wife. You know, again, just. You know, may our kids pick up on our our godly habits and not our ungodly habits. And verse seven tells us Isaac lied because he was afraid. You know, lying was how Isaac handled fear. That was kind of his you know, default reaction when he was when he was afraid. Some people, when they're afraid, they they yell and scream and curse. And that's how they deal with fear. Others cry for Isaac. He became deceptive and he lied to get himself out of the situation, even using his wife in his lie ties. You know, he gets her tangled up in this lie as well. And, and we're told he was concerned the men of Gerar would kill him and take his wife, Rebecca, because she was so beautiful to behold. Remember, that was the same thing with Abraham. Abraham lied because his wife, Sarah, was so beautiful. So apparently the men in this family married some pretty beautiful women. And so verse 8 now, now it came to pass when he had been there for a long time that Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, now, this, this is not the Abimelech. It's not the same Abimelech from chapter 20 when Abraham lied about his wife, Sarah. Remember the word, the name Abimelech is a title, like Pharaoh or prime minister. So this is a different Abimelech. It's likely that this is the son of the Abimelech in chapter 20 that Abraham lied to. And we're told here, again in verse 8, that it came to pass... That Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, he looked through a window and he saw there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his, his wife. I like the old King James version here. It says Isaac was sporting with his wife. <laughs> sporting, right? I like sports, you know, kind of thing. So, so basically, Abimelech looks out the window. He sees Isaac and Rebekah making out. And he knows, hey, that's not his sister. Sisters and brothers don't do that. So then Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she's your wife. So how could you say she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die on account of. Of her, Isaac doesn't want to die for the sake of his wife. Husbands, we are called to die for our wives. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. We are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ show his love? For his bride, the church, well, what did he do? He left his world. Listen, husbands, he left his world. He came down into this world and he died there. Husbands, 
We have to leave our world and step into our wives' world and die there for You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment, but first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. You know, my my wife uh, really enjoys going to thrift stores. Uh, And and recently, my boys, my sons and I, we we went and we just spent the whole day uh, going to thrift stores with my wife. And she loved it. And we loved it, too. We, We loved just spending the day with my wife and blessing her. It was a great thing for, for us all. But, but thrift stores, that's her world. That's not my world. But I stepped into her world. And I died there, right? I just, I, I just you know, just like Jesus, right? And in fact, throughout the day, I kept telling my wife, I'm, I'm just so Christ-like. You know, just, I'm just here with you. And then after that, I just, you know, I ascend it back to my world. You know, it just came down, her world, ascend it back up. But, but you have to die there. That's what we're called to. Isaac here says, I don't want to die on account of her. And sadly, some husbands have that attitude. I don't want to die for her. I don't want to die to self. I'm not going to do that. But that's exactly what God calls us to do as husbands. Now, I want you to note here this phrase in verse 9, where he says, Isaac said, because I said, lest I die on account of her. This phrase, because I said, the phrase means, listen to this, Isaac had convinced himself in his own mind. Isaac had convinced himself in his own mind, that someone will kill him for his wife. Not because something had happened, not because something had happened to cause him to think that someone will kill him for his wife. Isaac convinced himself it would happen by his own vain imaginations. To the the point that he made himself afraid for his life and he lied about his wife jeopardizing her safety. But it was, listen, it was all made up in his head. It wasn't real. It wasn't reality. It's just, it's just something he spun up in his head. It's not based in any truth at all. Isn't it amazing how we can convince ourselves of something in our own mind that's not real. It's not based in fact. It's not reality of any kind. And we can just spin this story up, right? Where we've played it out and we've, we've made these judgments. And this is how, you know, we, and we got this whole thing going on. And I don't know if you've noticed this too, but we always seem to convince ourselves to expect the worst possible outcome. When we spin it up in our mind, it's the worst case scenario is how this is going to play out. They're going to kill me and they're going to take my wife. That's where we end up. So I got to lie. That's my only option. I got to lie. 
Say she's my sister. This is why the Bible tells us to take every thought cap and make it obedient to Christ. We have to take our thoughts captive. Otherwise, we're just going to. We're going to go somewhere in our head and it's going to affect how we behave and how we treat people. We have to take our thoughts captive. Philippians chapter four, verse eight tells us to meditate on what is true. Set your mind on what's true. Is it is it true? Is it real? Is that really happening? Has that really happened? Has anyone said to you they're going to kill you and take your wife? Has that even come up in a conversation? Is it true? For Isaac, it wasn't true. No one has threatened to kill him. What is true for Isaac? Because we have to meditate on what is true. Well, what is true? Well, what is true, Isaac, is no one has threatened to kill you to take your wife. That's true. And what else is true is that the Lord just told you that he will be with you. Remember, God just appeared to you, Isaac. Isn't it crazy how like we can have this, you know, this experience with the Lord one moment, and the very next moment, it's like we've never known the Lord at all in our whole life. And the Lord just said, I'll be with you. I'll bless you. Now, that's true, Isaac. Set your mind on that, Isaac. And so verse 10, Abimelech said, what, what is this you've done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us, So Abimelech charged all his people, he issues an executive order, saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And that's a pretty strong response from Abimelech. He's going to put to death anybody that touches this man or his wife. Why such a strong response? Well, 60 years before, when Abraham and Sarah were there in Gerar, if you remember, Abraham lied about Sarah and Abimelech took Sarah to be his wife. And then in Genesis chapter 20, verse 18, it says, God caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened to Abraham's wife, Sarah. So as a, a uh, judgment, God made all the women in that kingdom infertile, unable to have children. And then, you know, the rest of the story, Abraham prayed uh, for Abimelech and God healed the women and Abimelech's wife bore children. Who, who did Abimelech's wife bear? This Abimelech. This guy. In the story. This is why he issues such a strong decree. He, he, he's the child that was born after God lifted his judgment. Apparently he, he knew that story. I'm sure his parents shared it with him. And he knew what happened, and so now he, he issues this strong decree. Don't even touch him or touch her. And so then, verse 12, then Isaac, look what it says, sowed in that land. Isaac is the only patriarch who was a farmer and not a shepherd. And he reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I don't think you could use the word prosper or prospering anymore in that verse. And the Holy Spirit managed to do there. Verse 14 said he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So he's still a shepherd as, as well. It ta- listen, it takes faith to dwell, to, to sow in a land of famine. 
And, and I want you to understand this, and, and we're almost finished, I promise. But he sows in a land of famine. He wanted to leave. He was on his way out the door, heading down to Egypt, when God appeared to him and said, don't go to Egypt. I want you to stay here. I want you to dwell in this land, and I'll be with you, and I'll bless you. And remember verse 6, so he stayed. He trusted the Lord. But not only does he stay, now he's sowing. Now he's, he's, he's sowing in a land of famine. And he, Isaac is, is doing what he can do to make it fruitful and to make it productive. It's, you know, it's one thing to say, all right, I'll stay. But he's, he's doing whatever is in his power now to make it fruitful and productive. Again, God might call you to stay in a land of famine. He might ask you to stay in some kind of difficulty. And, and we, we can have this attitude in our heart where we say, okay, I'll stay, but I'm not doing anything. You know, where, where, you know, where we're staying at a, you know, in protest. But here what Isaac does is he's, he's I'm going to stay and I'm going to sow. And I'm going to do what's in my power to make this land fruitful. And to make this thing productive. And again, for us, God asks you to stay in a difficult relationship, in a time of famine. If you stay, do what you can, what's in your power to make it fruitful. To make it productive. Don't, don't, just, don't just protest and say, well, what's the point? There's a famine. There's nothing here. I'm not even going to try. No, try. Do everything you can to make it fruitful and, and productive. And God, we're told here that God blessed Isaac and God made him very prosperous right after Isaac lied about Rebekah. And God blesses him a hundredfold. That's a picture of God's grace. He would have never seen that great harvest. He would have never seen the hundredfold if he didn't sow. If he would have just said, all right, I stayed. But this is stupid. I know it's not going to work. It's a waste of time, but I'll stay because you asked me to stay. No, because he put in the effort and the work and he sowed. And God honored that. And man, all this fruit came out of it. All this fruit came out of it. And he would have missed it. He would have missed it. He would have missed the blessing of God if he would have just stayed And not tried to make it fruitful and productive. And you see here this picture of God's grace. God is gracious to him. You know, God doesn't deal with us on the basis of our goodness, but on the basis of his grace. And grace is God's undeserved blessings in our lives. God blesses us not because we've earned it or deserved it or because we're so good or so holy or so devoted to him or so perfect because we're not. We all sin, we all fall short, we all fail. God blesses because he loves us and because he's gracious. That's just who he is. He can't deny himself. That's just who he is. That doesn't mean we have a license to sin. Doesn't mean we say, oh, hey, he's going to bless no matter what. So I can live however I want. No, of course not. Our desire is to please the Lord, but when we fail, He is still gracious with us. 
because he is a gracious, loving God. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.